Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> Ooh, it just like did like this crazy screen flash thing. Yeah, new technology. It's amazing. <laughs> How's it going? Good. How have you been? Good. Good. Yeah. So you, you did something fun today. You I did. I did. So there's a local healing center that did like a Facebook giveaway um, for like the new year. And yeah. they picked winners for a, um, like, I don't even, it's, it's called a float. And it's this giant pod that has water in it and it was like like a foot deep water and in the water there's a a hundred pounds of epsom salt so you float in it and the idea is that you are experiencing you know the the sensory experience of floating and you have the option because there's buttons on the inside like you have the option of like closing the it's like a giant egg (laughs) like closing it on yourself so it's closed completely you can like there's hydraulics on it so it can be partially open or it can be open all the way like whatever you're comfortable with which was really cool because different people have different levels of comfort with that um it also were there were buttons where I could control if there was some soft lights on there were like blue lights um and then there was also the option for music at different volumes I opted to float in complete silence in complete darkness and uh, it was an hour and I first got in there and the woman told me that um, like once once I hit the button for it to start, like I want to say she said like five minutes afterwards, the room would go dark. Like the rest of the room, like inside the pod was already dark because I was under control of that. But so I'm in there and I'm thinking like with my eyes closed, just relaxing, whatever. I'm like, yeah, it's been a while. And then like I opened my eyes and then the lights go out and I'm like, oh my God, it's only been five minutes. So like at the beginning of it, I was like, oh, I guess this might feel like it's taking a while, but it didn't because like I really got into it. I've been having a hard time lately finding a really deep meditative space. Like I've, I, I've not been giving myself the opportunity to be in a space where I can really disconnect. And like I, my phone was in the room with me, but it was silenced and in the corner and I wasn't getting out of, like, I wasn't getting out of the tub (laughs) to check my phone. But I, like a handful of times, like as I'm going down these different thought processes about things, um, I'm like, oh, I could scroll my phone now. And I'm like, no, what are you doing? What are you doing staying here? (laughs) But it was really cool because like, not only did I have um, like trails of thought and like, I was just, I was open to whatever, like I, I wasn't sure if I was going to reach a place of, because sometimes with meditation, sometimes you unlock trauma. Sometimes you, you find a perspective. Sometimes you find what comes, like what you need to do next. And I, you know, I, I kind of touched on that a little bit with myself, but um, I was just open to the experience. And there was times when I was just floating, laying back, floating, eyes closed, just laying straight. And then there was times when I just found myself like swaying and feeling the motion of the water and it was really really cool like I will definitely go back I will definitely do it again and I would I would definitely recommend it it was really a neat experience and like as it was dark and like even when my eyes were open like I could almost see like lights kind of like not lights I want to say energy like I feel like that sounds a little bit too hippie when I say energy though but like waves of light I experienced that I did a sound bath almost a year ago I think it was and it was kind of the same thing when my eyes were closed I saw like waves of light going through too so I definitely believe that there's light with energy and yeah that was a real like I still feel really 
really relaxed afterwards. And it was just, yeah, they, they like you shower before. So you have everything off of you and you shower after to get the salt off of you. And it was a really nice like rain shower. And then they have like this relaxation room that you can relax in afterwards and you got to drink water. It's important to, to hydrate before and afterwards. And they had like a tea bar that I could help myself to after as well. And it was, it was a really cute like spa too. And they had plants everywhere. They offer a whole bunch of different services and stuff. I will definitely be, be um, frequenting that establishment again. <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> I uh, I'm in our state's capital. I thought that was kind of fun. Mm -hmm. I I haven't been here. I don't. I don't know the last time I was in Lansing. It's probably been twenty twenty five years. But well, I'm just outside of it. I haven't been to it yet. I'm going to drive through tomorrow and take some pictures for my kids. Uh, They've already been asking about that. So that's been. Well, it's interesting. I don't come. I don't come to this space in our state often. So get to see new things and meet new people, and it's been a lot of fun. I, uh, you know, this, this podcast, I think is something that you and I, we've spent a lot of time talking about and kind of how we want to go through doing it and why we want to do it. And I think that's, that's a big piece of it, right? Like what, what are you doing here with this? What are you here for? What am I here for? I am here to speak to my experience because my experience is something that is different than what I've seen other people do. My experience is one that comes with peace and with love. And honestly, when I hear of divorce, I think of hate. I think of hate. I think of ugly. I think of families being torn apart. I think of fear. I think of a situation like societally, the message that I have received about divorce has been very negative and ugly. And I'm here to share that it doesn't have to be like that. I dream of a place where my children grow up not feeling like they missed out because their parents were divorced. I dream of a space where if my children ever find themselves married and in a relationship that they want to get out of, they're not afraid to get divorced because it's not the societal norm. You have to stay together. You have children together. You have to stay together. I don't want that to be a voice in my kid's head. That's a voice that's been in my head. Um, What are people going to think? Well, it doesn't matter. They don't live my life. Um, I'm here to share some of the tools that have been shared with me that have been really helpful in my journey to peace. And yeah, that's, <laughs> that's that. How about you? <laughs> you hit mine almost right on the head. Like the, the changing the paradigm for when my children are in their thirties, right? Thirties, forties, fifties, wherever they find themselves where the discussion around divorce isn't this you have to stay together for the kids you you can't like that person you can't you, you know you have to hate that oh what yeah they're a terrible person you know I've, I've i've had people in my life and i've watched divorces occur where they the anger and animosity between the adults and what of that got spilled over in front of the children 
um, just isn't any kind of way it needs to be. Uh, we we can do better than that. We have the capabilities to do better than that. Um, and and having a conversation is where change begins. And I think it's it's just you, you're right. We start with what has worked for us, share our experience, and hopefully somebody out there it you know hears it and it's something they can take with it and, and utilize. Um, with that being said. You know, our, our thoughts and feelings in this are, they're ours. They're not for anybody to take on. I think that's a big part of, of what our messaging is. Um, I feel like there's a third thing. Did I miss a third thing there? Thoughts the converse, yeah, the conversation that we have is just our own perspectives. Mm. And by sharing our experiences, the hope with my hope is that the takeaway is is pieces and not anything negative about my co-parent or your co-parent or whoever I'm I mean I know there's going to be times when I speak about my parents and stuff and it's nothing negative towards them we all we all have our experience and our perspective and uh, and that's that <laughs> and that's what we're sharing yep I I uh, and today, we're, we're, our topics, we're starting in on sharing what our ideal co-parenting situations look like. I think that's, a, that's an important milestone to, to put together for yourself is once divorce happens, what does co-parenting look like? Where do you want to go with that? And I think, I think a lot of the things we'll talk about in topics we go through is kind of how we, where we started and how we got to it. But it all is a starting point. What is ideal co-parenting? So, uh, listeners, this is the second time that we're recording this. The first time that we recorded it, the like there were some issues with the sound quality. So this is the second time. But I'm actually kind of like grateful that, that there's a second time because I've like listening to what was spoken on before and I like there's something that I, I really want to say with things is that if I had a magic wand and I'm going to say that all the time that's like my favorite if I had a magic wand and I controlled the universe these are the things that I would choose but like even just the the, the ideal co-parenting like for me ideal co-parenting is at the base of it is being able to accept that so much is out of my control and that the only thing I can do is continue to meet my co-parent with love. The only thing that is up to me is to, to, to say my piece that keeps me at peace and to meet him in a space where it's not me beating him up because he's not where I'm at. It's not me saying, well, my way is better than your way or my way or the highway, buddy. It's none of that kind of stuff. Um, like, so real, real down to an ideal is finding a way to have conversations, navigate situations, model for our children that there is no perfect ideal situation. But what's perfect about it is, or ideal, is growing through it and finding a way that everybody can live with themselves at the end of the day. That being said, I've got my magic wand <laughs> waving in the air and um, 
I, I do have things that I would love to be at a space to be able to do with my co-parent. Um, when he and I initially split, I was of the mindset of, I know that I need to work on myself. I, I wasn't liking myself the version of me that was coming out to him. I didn't like the ugly. I didn't like the motivator behind some of my behaviors. And I knew that I needed to work on me. I didn't feel the pull to divorce because he was a terrible person, because he was terrible to me, because I just couldn't stomach looking at him anymore. That's not what it was for me. And if I'm being 100% honest, when he and I first split... It was my plan to work on myself and for him to work on himself and for us to find our way back to each other. So I, I like, I had moments of like ick and ugly, but I like my goal in the end was to find my way back to him. And that's not where I'm at right now in my life because he and I are like, I've grown and changed and learned and, and same with him. And like, I, I love him deeply and I will always care about him. And I am, I like, I so often feel lucky that I get to co-parent with him. Sometimes I feel unlucky <laughs> that I get to co-parent with him. But um, like, I think that it's important for me to share that piece of me so that I don't sound as crazy when I'm like, here's my extreme like co-parenting desires, <laughs> right? Because right now where I sit after working through a whole bunch of my own stuff and coming to a place where like I, I know that he lives a life and he makes choices that are the best choice for him. Are they the best choice for me? No, not always. They're not the choice I would make, but they are for him. But I would like knowing that and being able to accept that was huge for me. I would love if he and I lived on the same plot of land. <laughs> like I would love if like I lived in this house and he lived in this house and we were right there. Maybe little trees in between, <laughs> little privacy fence. Um, but I think it would be wonderful if our children lived on the same property during their time with me and their time with him. I, um, I would love to continue to do family trips together. That's one thing that we, we did. We did spring break trips. We did um, just weekend trips away, um, summer trips. We did exploring our um, we, exploring the UP together and stuff. Like I would, I would love to be in a space where we do that. And I would love to be in a space where we do that where it's either just the four of us or it's the four of us plus new partners and their children or, or parents or whatever, um, family members that we would have invited if we were a couple, you know, um, ideal co-parenting includes family dinners together routinely. It includes, um, Oh, I'm taking the kids bowling. Join if you want, or, Oh, we're going to the lake. Come on down. Come, come take a swim. Um, it includes, um, routine conversation about what's going on with the kids and, um, and navigating together what, what ideas we may have of what, what would be best for them. Um, it includes a space where our children have the say as often as they need to, because they don't get the say in, in their time and space a whole lot of like, mom, I know it's my time with you right now, but I really miss dad. Can I please see dad and being able to call and hang out with dad and vice versa. 
or um, can dad come over? I really want him to see this in my room. Absolutely. Like open door policy. Um, right now it's, it's my children's time at their house with their dad, but they didn't have school today and I didn't work today. So they hung out here with me today. And when he came to pick them up, he just walked in the door. He knows the code to get in the door. He knows he is welcome here. He doesn't have to knock. He did knock as he walked in, but it's it's an open door policy. He is my family, and that is the same policy I have with my family. They are welcome here. Um, it includes shared holidays, like being together, whether or not it's full day, just pieces of the day, whatever, open invitation. Um, it includes relationships with each other's family still. Um, like my, he, my co-parent shared with me that my dad stopped by this weekend at their house to drop off some stuff for the kids and like hung out for a while. And like my co-parent stopped by on my dad's birthday and gave him a birthday gift, like, um, continuing those relationships. Um, and that was something too, when, when he and I, um, first split, that was something I was really intentional about is speaking to my family. Like, listen, this divorce is between me and him. And any of the ugly that may happen is between me and him. Any of the ugly that has happened, it doesn't have to impact anything between you and him. Like he is still, he is still welcome. He is still family. Um, and that, that is ideal for me. Um, ideal co-parenting includes there being open communication between um, both of us and new partners. Um, it includes... Yeah, I don't know. I feel like that's pretty much pretty much everything. Like respecting that there's going to be times when it's going to be just me and the kids or just him and their household and kids, but also having that like open opportunity for overlapping interaction. Mm-hmm. He and I have always parented really well together. It's just we didn't always know how to communicate or meet each other with things and like we've moved forward in some really really cool ways um to do some really neat things but i don't have my list in front of me so i feel like i'm forgetting something (laughs) honestly i think you hit all of them from the original recording Um, yeah i think you got it all that was summed up pretty beautifully and i like i agree with so much of it right like to have that the shared holidays the idea um i actually am looking at the potential of living kitty corner from my co-parent uh certainly some hoops i have to jump through to see if that can happen for myself but that that's a potential on my table within the next year uh, so when my kids forget something there yeah go grab it like oh you want to see mom go but, uh having that ability um, being in a place to be able to receive that information of that availability and to to know that that information was given was was a really great place to to feel like I think we've hit um, we've had quite a bit of of big strides in our our ability to communicate um, one of the other episodes we say I, I reference but I'll, I'll reference here now uh, I'm I'm recovering through a 12-step program, and I 
I was a very absent father a lot of the time. I was there, but I wasn't. I wasn't there taking care of my kids. I wasn't I was bad. I was poor, poorly communicating um, because I'd never grown into the tools I needed. And today I have them. And the co-parenting relationship I have is beyond the scope of anything I really fathomed being capable of or feeling the need to be capable of while I was married. So to me, I, ideal co-parenting is changing all the time because it's a new space of me just being a parent. Like I'm, I'm learning to be a parent, even though my children are now eight and 12. So I have, you know, what my ideal co-parenting is day to day includes just our ability to grow the relationship we have of, uh, friendliness and open communication uh, open door policies. She knows that she can walk into my house and, and say hi, uh, see the kids, uh, being able to do that when I drop them off, things like that, going to get, I've gone to her house to get things when nobody's been there for the children. Um, and, and being able to have that, we, I would say, and probably, probably I communicate much better, um, both verbally and listening these days. And it has really opened the door of what co-parenting can look like and how loving you can be in it. It's, I think one of the biggest things I'm realizing, having listened to our past episodes and re-recording today, is everything evolves constantly. We've only been doing this a short time, but to look back at what has been said, and it'll be really interesting as we move forward, um, maybe even rediscussing some topics and kind of seeing maybe play an old episode and see um but ideal co-parenting i don't want my kids to see hatred i want my kids to grow up looking at a world of love despite what challenges are faced seeing the i want to show them that you can face the world with love no matter what is in front of you what challenge there may be, you can still love other human beings. Is it easy? Absolutely not. There, there's a lot to go through. Um, but it's absolutely worth it. The, the relationships my children have with me, the relationships they share with me about my co-parent, uh, the relationships they share with me about her partner now. And it just, it's a, it's a beautiful way to be able to live. I remember watching the video that friend of the court had us watch and like every scene they give you is two parents just bat it's a battle in front of the kids about the kids and we watched that video together while we filled out our divorce paperwork together and we looked at each other like yeah let's not do that oh my god but it was the entire video there was never a I don't remember a bit in it being like um, you know, discussing tools or growth patterns or what the things you can do to have a scenario of love and uh, a, a budding space for your children to grow in. And that is, to me, that's ideal. Create a space for the children to grow surrounded by love. The marriage isn't there, sure. 
but that doesn't mean that that space disappears. What do you do to hold that up is a big part of what I push forward through. When I go through anything, I go, you took away the bullet, not took away, you spoke all the bullets. <laughs> like the, the pallet, all right? Like just nailed, nail, what is it? Head of, bleh, nailed it on the head. <laughs> like you just, your, your bullet points are so succinct. Um, and, and beautiful because it's you're right it's not it's not what you hear about growing up it's not what you hear about watching others around you it's not what you hear about when you start the process people tell you it's going to be awful it's going to be nasty it's going to be ugly you're going to hate each other you 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 don't know who i am i do let me figure that out and making the decision to love rather than hate puts a path for ideal co-parenting in front of you and to figure out what that looks like. It doesn't mean you get there. And I think you said that in the very beginning. It does not mean you get there, but it's a goal. And what is the, what is the driving force that you, you utilize and the pieces you, you take with you? Um, and that where we begin in the beginning of these podcasts, you know, the perspectives that we share, they're just our perspectives. The feelings that we share are just our feelings. They're not, they're not to force upon anybody else. They're not to tell anybody the way they live their life is wrong, but simply to share. Maybe it helps somebody. Maybe, maybe we're laughed at, but I can tell you that my life is quite beautiful despite what I was told divorce is going to be. I don't know that I heard you say that before, that like there was videos that you were shown from the front of the court that showed this, normalized this ugly behavior between people. Going back to you at the beginning when you're like, why do you want to do this podcast? So that that's not the message that every couple who goes to get divorced is receiving, that this is normal behavior to hate each other. What's yep. normal is to love yourself. To wrap around to that, that's, that's part of my why, <laughs> too. Let's, let's stop normalizing hatred. Let's start yeah. spreading a little bit more love. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Any other thoughts? I mean, if you're like me, tons of them, but topic driven. Absolutely. I, you know, I, uh, I guess a thought that I would like to express too is that I, I have my ideals of like what I would love to see happen. And uh, like, there's been some some beautiful things that have happened since the split between my co-parent and I. And there's been some of it where I'm like, well, we were able to do that before. Why can't we do that now? <laughs> you know, dragging my feet with my own ego. Um, because it's easy for me to be, to, to be in a space doesn't mean it's easy for him. And that's, that's part of it is that it's a constant ebb and flow. It's constant change and development. There's factors that I don't get to see. There's factors that he doesn't get to see. I live my life one way and he lives life another way. 
and uh, like reiterating that it's it's my my journey to peace the 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 way that i am able to to face each situation even when i'm like bracing for a fight or something because historically speaking he and i have had some doozies right or like there's certain topics where in the past where I would have been met with something and, you know, a lot of times I'm, I'm not met with that. Like I met with love too, like, but. Okay. So we had a little bit of technical difficulty there where I got disconnected. So um, starting back with, on what I believe was my thought process. Um <sighs> The only thing constant in life that you can count on is change, right? Things are constantly changing. And that includes like the situation between, um, for me, in my experience, things are constantly changing between my co-parent and I, just like any other relationship, there's evolutions. And accepting that I am going to face situations where I, it's not going to be what I want. It's not always going to be what I would choose with my magic wand <laughs> and accepting that um, we all need to do the things that are best for us and we know what they are and why those are the best things for us to choose to do and respecting that um, when situations arise and accepting that, you know, I, I don't get to control the universe. I I need to keep my ego in check. I... <laughs> I get to roll with the punches and I get to choose whether or not I let like feelings of frustration or um, unfairness or whatever, how I, how I allow that to impact my life. If I want to, I need to feel those feelings and let them pass through, but I don't need to let them move in for a long time. <laughs> and I don't need to let right. them impact the way that I do things. Um, I had a situation recently where a boundary was set by my co-parent and it's a boundary that I, I don't really like, <laughs> like, I, I don't, I don't want it to be a boundary. You know, if with my magic wand, I would remove that one, but it's something that he needs. It's something that he needs to put in place because his peace is is being disturbed and so he's putting this boundary up and uh like it's it's no fun for me but like he to meet him with love and that like i i told him i was like i hear you and i was actually like crying when he told it to me i was like i'm i'm sad right now and i'm feeling sad about it but you need to do what's best for you only you need only you know what's best for you and i respect that and i told him too i was like i hope you know that this isn't going to change things on my end like <laughs> i'm still going to do the things that are authentic for me which is a new space for me like i living a life where i am met with a boundary and I don't reciprocate that boundary, well, I don't need to because my peace isn't disturbed in any manner with, within that. Like I'm, I'm comfortable and if I need to place a boundary, I know that I will and I, and I have. Um, there's been times when this boundary that I 
like that he put up is one that I had to put in place as well. So acceptance of what is in your control, the focus on what's right for you and respecting and like, you know how hard it is when you've lived a life where you can't have boundaries to put up a boundary, like as hard as it was to hear him speak those words and and put that in place it was also like good for you like I'm like it's not something that I need to be proud of but like I'm so proud of him for reaching that space like I need to take care of myself and this is this is the way that I'm going to take care of myself and I believe I heard him verbalize even in it like this is really hard or this isn't easy to say or something. And for whatever reason, you know, like maybe he was bracing for me to have a really big emotional outburst because past versions of myself, I would have, (laughs) Um, but like, it's really, really cool to, to be able to be in a space to do that. And ideal co-parenting situation includes being able to set boundaries with each other and to be to have that be respected and it's not something for me to to try to tear apart or understand or whatever it's something that he needs for whatever reason he needs it and to just keep being me and keep doing the things that bring me peace which includes right and then um Oh gosh, I just had a thought come in and out really quick that I wanted to share and now I forgot it already. <laughs> you ever have those those and uh, oh I have one going on at the moment too. Like I had a really solid line and it's it's gone. It's it's <laughs> it's baffling. Oh you go, you go. You do it before you lose it. Okay. Uh just because a divorce happened doesn't mean that love can't evolve. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's the, I know you and I've talked a lot. I know that's my own path. And I, I know that, that you share a lot that I see that in yours too. Right. Just because there's divorce doesn't mean love can't evolve. Mm-hmm. And that's really what it is. My, my marriage is a relationship evolved. And that I've, I've spoke to that for a while too I remember something like you're right it really is an evolution and what a beautiful evolution it is when when there are things that are still possible despite being divorced because you don't focus on the ugly and focus on the hate and whatever when you focus on finding the love and the peace like such beautiful things can continue to happen mm-hmm. um, yeah <laughs> trying to think i think that i think i'm good i think good you got anything else (laughs) no i just i had that one line pop in leave and then finally come back and yeah that was uh i think that was all all right well again these are just our conversations and our our thoughts perspectives and our truths of our experiences on our our journeys through through this and we are really excited that you are tuning in and listening to to what we have to talk about and um it's our first episode <laughs> yay <laughs> hopefully i have the editing figured out <laughs> fingers crossed <laughs>
this technical issue is really going to test me. <laughs> I think we've got it. Uh, what a perfect opportunity for growth, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Great, great time for me to learn something new. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. See you, everybody.